0: Let's be blunt, dating sucks.
1: So you've got two options. Give up. Or get dinner.
0: Maybe have some company join you.
1: Ask her along. Ask him along. Could be fun, right? And it will most certainly lift your spirits.
0: Time to find out how easy it really is on the It's Just Dinner podcast.
1: Now here are your hosts with all the answers, Tom Robinson and Bob Watts.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the It's Just Dinner podcast, where we're changing the dating culture one episode at a time. I'm your host, Tom Robinson. And at this point I usually say my co-host Bob walls is right across from me but Bob's not here and we have a fill-in for Bob and a quite capable fill-in w- welcome Carter Halverson thank you welcome yeah. thank you for filling in
1: no worries we're
2: it's good to see you it's good to be here yeah so you're a student at BYU. I am a student You're one BYU. of my students at yes. BYU. Yes, former student. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. That yeah, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. And then I understand you've just accepted a job in New York City. I did. So April, yes. May, you're you're heading out. Yeah,
1: so I start May and then I move July. They let me be remote for the first two months. Very good. So, Very
2: yeah. good. I also want to say that Carter does dabble a little with stand-up comedy. I do, yes. And so he's quite a funny guy.
1: I'm a stand-up comedian and I'm a creative copywriter in advertising. Very so. cool. Yeah. Well,
2: thank you. Now over on an engineering board, everybody knows Sophia. <laughs> hello, And hello. Then she it's speaks for all back. women in the world. So <laughs> welcome Sophia. Thank, thank you, you for you. being here. Of course. Well, Carter, you're not the only guest that we have today. That's correct. I have right next to me, Laura Welch. And we're so happy to have her. This is really exciting. And she's actually in studio, which is cool too. So, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Just let me introduce her to you, all right? So Laura is a motivationalist where she talks about character, a person's character, also their faith, their values, and and being the very best you that you can be, which is kind of exciting. I think that's one of the main reasons that, that we have her here on the podcast. She speaks to all ages and particularly the youth, and then I put in old people like me. (laughs) so maybe you can give me a lot of advice Laura so (laughs) and then I I wrote this I wrote this out and I don't mean to embarrass you Laura when I say this but she's she's done everything she well she graduated from BYU which is pretty exciting but then she's a a speaker an educator a storyteller an actress she's a wife and mother of five there's a full-time job and a comedian and while she was here at BYU she performed with Divine Comedy which is a pretty big deal. And it's still going today. Yeah, it's, so it's a big deal. Yeah. She has also has a successful website, laurawelch.com, which we'll let you plug that later. Also, she's on Instagram. Then I found this on your website and I just love this. And I, this is how I want to introduce you. Is this is what it says. It says, one person can change everything. One person can make a difference. And one person can not only be a hero in their own story, but in the stories of those around them. I thought that was amazing. Cool. So welcome, Laura Welch.
0: Well, it's fun to be here. Yeah. I'm visiting from Northern Virginia. Yeah, I mean, and, we, and you
2: were in town and we were able to get you to come in, which is very oh, cool. yeah,
0: come talk to fun BYU people. That's my favorite place. Like, <laughs> yeah. Divine Comedy was one of the funnest experiences that and I've ever had. Welcome
2: so. back to BYU. Yeah. yeah I
0: love it, it here. It hasn't
2: changed much, has it? It hasn't. <laughs> there's
0: a few new roundabouts that I don't really know. Yeah. How maneuver. yeah we don't like them either. Oh, get <laughs> <you. Yeah. laughs>
2: Well, Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and kind of how you you left BYU, and then how did you get to the point where you are? Where you're, you're, I know you're on the speaking circuit and you do a lot of motivational speaking. So how how did that all come about?
0: Well, I was in Divine Comedy and I also did speech and debate, and I loved mm-hmm. comedy. But then I just had a strong impression from from heaven, <laughs> that I needed to do church yeah, education. we all have those. Yeah, I actually was really close to here, right by the JSB, I remember <laughs> it, and it was to go through the church education program, and it was there I kind of learned my love of comedy and teaching and combining those, wow. and I started doing Seminary Institute for a little while, and then switched over to EFY, which fit, like, EFY is so oh, yeah. fun, oh, yeah, and then I did switch, now I'm switching over to FSY, which is really cool. <laughs> right. And then when we, so I love speaking to the youth and my husband and I moved to Boston and I founded a, a speaking series at Harvard Business School and I started realizing I really like speaking to everybody, secularly and faith-based community, And even
2: the old people. Oh, yeah. You guys are brilliant. Wait, I said, oh, yeah, and she pointed oh, at me. I'm sorry, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not that far from you. But then I started speaking to mothers. And so right now I'm focusing on a workshop to women in the church called The Windy Path of a Covenant Woman. And a talk yeah. I love giving right now to young single adults and youth are how to laugh in the face of failure. Oh, so wow. We yeah, all need so, that. Yeah, and anything and, comedy. And Carter's
2: good at that. Yes. He fails a lot. He I eats. fail a lot. <laughs>
0: that's, that's correct. Well, it's good because the I found that the stories are better. The failure stories oh, are yeah. way better oh, yeah. to tell. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So the first time I gave that talk, I came home and said to my husband, "I'm like, what's wrong with me that I am obsessed with talking about failure? <laughs> I'm like, I have never had more fun oh, yeah. than the failure talk." He's like, "I don't know, Laura. But I'm like, "Well, it, it's because we
2: all need that."
0: Oh yeah. Because yeah.
2: we, we all fail. I mean, yeah. it's part of the plan, right? We all fail. But then having someone like you help us to learn how to get out of that yeah. is so yeah. important.
0: Well
1: the yeah. fail is to learn, right? Like that's that's what I've found to be true. Like you can't expect you can't expect to be get really good at something without failing. That's yeah. like a the the whole concept of like a prodigy or a virtuoso is like a myth. It's yeah. not really like you gotta fail. It's part of the part of the process.
0: Well, I mean, when you study those prodigies, you realize that they got there. Through. They did fail. Yes, yeah. like over and over <laughs> oh, and over yeah. again, and they just kept going, yeah. and that's what led to their eventual right. success. But so. outside
1: looking in, we're like they're just so they're good. Just, they're They've just always tans- been good. They were born good. <laughs> Medicine's like yeah, I, Ten thousand 10, tries. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah and I think I, we can relate that to dating right yeah. you can only oh, yeah. you have to fail over Sophia you have to fail oh you're the oh, only oh, unmarried oh. one at the table you have to fail over and over and over right and you get better each time so you
0: think so <laughs> wouldn't you yeah yeah I mean you're really with dating hopefully you're only going to succeed once that's right right and oh, so true. failure is a, a perfect principle to apply <laughs> to a perfect principle
2: well, Laura, you, you have a lot of information. Our audience is dying to hear from you and what you have to share, and I know that you have all this great uh, information, so I, I just want you to like impart your wisdom on us <laughs> and just tell these young single adults a little bit about what you do and what you talk about and, and just let them know and let's let's really try to help them here.
0: Okay. I think something that I loved about what you saying when you talked about culture A topic that I've really enjoyed talking about is what you said in my intro of being a hero in your story and the story of others. And applying that to dating culture, I really think a lot of people feel very powerless in the dating world. They feel like they're coming into this culture, they don't like it per se, and and then all of a sudden that kind of negative voice in your head is like, oh, there's nothing I can do. So there's an experiment that I love, it's called the elevator experiment. And it's when it was done, I think oh, in the yeah. 1950s, and it was where they put a hidden camera in an elevator, uh-huh. and they brought someone in who, they brought a team of actors in, and they bring someone in who didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and the team of actors would do socially unacceptable things in the elevator. So for example, they would turn around and face the other way. <laughs> and every single time the person there who didn't know what was going on would follow the crowd <laughs> it was hilarious <laughs> and they'd even get to the point where everyone would take their hat off in the elevator and the guy would take his hat off and you watched it and it was just human nature to look left to right and try to assess the situation so that you fit in right and right. that's what we do you definitely do that in high school you do that as you come into any new culture so if you're coming to BYU right you're gonna want to look left to right and say what is socially normal what are the protocols? You know, what, what's okay? Now, maybe being a comedian, I actually love <laughs> not being socially normal, right? Oh, yeah. You kind of realize, like, when you do things unacceptable, right. the laugh is greater. That's where the laugh comes from. Yeah, or it's unexpected. And so my embarrassment barometer is actually Pretty really low. high. Like, or oh, low. I'm is that I'm the low? low. I, didn't in, I don't next even know which one. And I don't even care because I just with. failed there. And it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I've even gotten up, and sometimes I pronounce words wrong. I've said booty instead of beauty, <laughs> You know, like, and but again, in comedy, you laugh it off. And so anyway, but I think going back to the dating culture, I think I would love if I was talking to a best friend who was struggling with it, I think I would say, sit down and take a moment and, and write down what that dating culture is. Like you looked left to right, Right. you did and learned the social protocols and kind of assess what that is. Now, write what you want it to be, what you wish that it could be. Right. And, and, and kind of, kind of give that framework to yourself. And what I've learned is one person can make a difference. Oh, so yeah. something I think that's been talked about a lot is that people aren't dating or people aren't connecting. And one way that I think you can make a huge difference in any friend culture or dating culture is to become the host, to become the mm-hmm. gatherer, to right. become the person who's creating to be that something person.
2: Different. right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when my husband and I were students, Kyle was a student. My husband's name Kyle. He got a doctorate at Harvard Business School. His wow. gift is getting into places he doesn't belong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like him.
0: Yeah, he's really good at it. And so that was when he really utilized that skill. The whole time we're like, okay, don't do anything weird. We don't want to get kicked out. But Kyle and I um, were there and there was a culture there. There was a strong drinking culture. Mm-hmm. And at first we were pretty cynical about it. So we had three babies there. And sometimes they'd be drinking so much they'd wake up your baby. And so my friend would like go over with the baby on her hip (laughs) and the bathrobe and you want to put my baby back to sleep, you know, like we were mad, like kind of frustrated because these were MBAs. We were mostly with business students coming here, getting a secondary degree or a doctoral degree. Uh, And you're like, you're, you're acting like freshmen, you know, at at, uh, Florida State University. So um, we were frustrated until we kind of stayed there a little while and we did, my husband and I love pranks, so his lo- we fell in love doing I, a- pr-
2: I really like this guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he's so funny. So we fell in love doing an elaborate p- prank on his brother on a mission, where I was a nun, he was a bum. It's too long of a story, but he thought i would converted me, and then he thought I gave a sandwich to a bum who was actually his brother. But, um, so we love pranks, and so I pulled off this massive prank to surprise my husband. Some elements of it was we had fake missionaries who were actually my institute students, and we told him we were going to a discussion. And as we were walking, we were walking on the other side of campus, they got into a fake fight. And Kyle, you know, they were fighting about something and Kyle was like, come on, we're gonna go have a discussion. And then as we approached the Baker Library, which has these beautiful cascading steps and this big lawn in front of it, we had an acapella choir come out of nowhere. <laughs> And they started singing, you make me feel like a natural Mormon. (laughs) And so, and there was, it was so fun. And then my friend who was wearing a nude bodysuit, which I think is really good investment, especially if you want (laughs) to still be Chase, you know, she just, she was in a nude bodysuit, took off her coat and ran across the field screaming, I'm finally free. (laughs) And then we, we went around the corner and we had this huge clean fun party. Where we had, you know, swing dancing and Martinelli's and cupcakes. And that night, my friends, and we involved the entire campus, many of which were not members. right And they came to us and they said, some of them said, like, that was really fun. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, it was fun. And they're like, no, it, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. And they, they realized that, I realized in them communicating with us and talking about it, they didn't know they only knew the drinking culture right No, right. they had never seen the nerdy geeky LDS fun you know, right, mafia yeah. we love to kill each other you know all of those <laughs> things like that we're really good at and I had assumed such negative things about them of like oh they just want to get drunk and wake up my baby you know yeah, yeah. when I kind of this was my like year theory I went oh like no these are awesome people and this is all they know and I need to take initiative and we need a host and we need to gather right and I want to apply that principle to dating like everyone here is new and young and they're kind of looking at it and they may not like it, but they don't know how to change it. And how can you do those same principles of hosting, connecting, event planning, really. Oh yeah, yeah. And and apply that to dating culture. And I think that you could do.
2: That's amazing. Kind of
1: sounds like you, the takeaway that I'm getting from this is it's almost like you're wanting to like be the friend. Well, yeah, be the friend. You don't make friends, you are the friend. Exactly. That's a good point, Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, the phenomenon you learn, I think, as you raise children or have teenagers is everyone feels left out. Yeah, right. Like you have a, be it being a social man, everyone's like, I'm left out. And then yeah. you talk to the other young women, I'm left out. You know, you kind yeah. of get to the point, you go, oh, like everybody needs to feel connected totally. and how to do that. So I kind of want to transition to the playground. Is this a good yeah, point? Yeah, no, this is or? great. So, and <laughs> in, in, when I talk about being the host, it's it's kind of, it's more than that. It's kind of recognizing how social dynamics work and then beating the system. Uh-huh. And the more people that can do that, the more as a team you can change the culture. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time on the playground. <laughs> and I'm, I
2: don't know why.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's <was> super fun, <laughs> I love it. And um, you meet all different types of people, but I, I observe uh, these little kids, right? These two, right. three, four year olds, five year olds, six year olds, and what you start seeing is like, there's kind of some gender differences. Mm-hmm. And I know no fence, you know, I'm glad I have another woman here. But She's in the Air Force, women so. tend to ma- girls tend to mature earlier, yeah. I guess. And I think I have that's a like a scientific fact. It is. I don't is. think we can
1: actually take offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> it says the girls
0: tend to optimize brain connection earlier than boys. The researchers conclude that this may explain why females generally mature faster in certain cognitive uh-huh. and emotional areas than males during childhood and adolescence. Okay. Interesting. So it's not well, that a e- date. That
2: explains BYU okay. a lot.
0: Yeah, it explains it a lot. <laughs> So, and, and so I have three sons and two girls. And so what you see with the boys is they're on the playground and they're doing something called side-by-side play, right? Where they're just like, they have, I have a truck, you have a truck. We're playing with the truck, but I'm not playing with you with the truck, right? And then you see the girls are doing something called cooperative play where there, it's all interpersonal. It's all like, Hey, let's play this game and we're going to do this. And we're going to, we're going to have this imagination experience. Now, certainly boys learn this and they can do it very well but initially you see that the girls tend to have a strength in cooperative play.
2: Interesting. And so yeah.
0: all, you'll always see it um, where the girls, if the girl can say, hey, come over here boys, they kind of guide the boys in knowing how to <laughs> connect and I- interconnect better. Right. Right. They also say girls talk way more than boys, right? So that's true even as you get older. I mean, look at me, I can't stop talking. <laughs> right? So. And and so I think knowing that, does that mean that boys can't do that? Absolutely not. I I have boys I call with a high emotional EQ, all three of my boys are that way. But kind of being aware of that, I think girls being aware of that is something they can bring to the table that maybe they might have a strength in that. And then if you are a boy who is more communicative, you also can bring that to the table. Mm-hmm. Then I also believe if you're not communicative at all, and you don't know how to do any of it, that you can totally learn it.
2: That's interesting. And I, I do think that, that there is some training that goes on as the young men are growing up, that it they're trained to do the side by side, especially in our culture, yeah. you know, two by two out there. And then they come here and you're right, they fit into that pattern and they're kind of stuck in their apartment just doing that while the girls are like hey why don't you do this why can't we do this mm. and the boys are like frozen side by side not knowing <laughs> what to do so that it's so genius and it just it makes so much sense
0: yeah i love how you said the boys are coming side by side like they even play video games side. yeah by oh 100%. yeah good yeah. point that was the first thing yeah. i thought
2: of
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like is that something yeah. you're doing on campus well, exactly, no, that's
1: like that's like how i would bond with my roommates in my first like dorm kind of thing. Sitting side by side, yeah, playing, playing, playing games. Playing yeah. yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, and like honestly, there are moments of depth in video games, like yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that sarcastically. Yeah, Yeah, there really are, like you're finding that way to connect, We're yeah, so I think you can learn these skills of, so let's go back to the hosting. So if you wanna change the dating culture, so you wanna take initiative, you wanna host something, you wanna bring people together, I think being really aware of what is your purpose of bringing people together. Mm. And it is trying to develop connection, right? Right. So I think the big complaint that you're hearing all the time with youth and young single adults is that social media has taken the connection, the relationship right. away, right? And it's because it's so surface and there is some connection happening on social media, but it's different, right? Right. And so I think when you think about those events that you want to host, that you want to make happen, think about events that are more conducive to communication right. and oh, relationship yeah, building. Yeah. So if, like, Carter, like, if you were going to do something, so what would you do? Like, if I'm saying, I want you to host an event, I want you to gather a group of people where they're going to leave feeling like they're better friends and that they know each other better, what event would you do? I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) It's so hard because that's, like, a
1: weakness of mine. I usually Yeah, like, I love being at parties. I feel like I can even be the life of the party. Just don't make me plan it. Like okay. that's usually, <laughs> yeah. that's usually how that goes. But I would say like some sort of like game. I feel like people interact really well with games and there's, it gives them permission to be a little bit more themselves, maybe a little bit more cheeky than they normally would be because it's under the guise of game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like you mentioned Mafia. Mm-hmm. I think oh, yeah. that's like a great example like for something one. like that because it's like, it's okay for me to be really like straightforward and like fun and maybe even flirty yeah. because because of the fact that, oh, well, it's just a game. It's just a right? game. Well, it's it's yeah. just part of the game, you know? And so it allows people, it gives pre- people permission to just like kind of go out there, breaks the ice for them. So I don't know, something with the game, I think would be really good. I, you know, lo-
0: yeah, I love that. Well,
2: I was yeah. gonna say, you know, a few weeks ago, and Sophia remembers this, we had an official matchmaker on the podcast. And one of the things she <laughs> said was a dance. Oh. And I was really surprised. She said, there's so much communication that can go on during a dance. And she goes, You're this close. And so it's just the two of you talking. So I would host a dance.
0: Okay. Well, I, I love to dance. I actually so, I knew my husband for a year and a half before all of a sudden sparks flew, and they flew when I saw him swing dancing with another girl.
2: Oh, was there like, you go. So, so see that? the dancing the dancing works. So <laughs> the dancing you, work. yeah. you know, the other thing I would say is my observation in doing this It's Just Dinner thing for so long is that once I got a group of people to try it, then everyone felt like they could try it. So it's almost like it, although it was one-on-one, it, the whole kind of feeling to it kind of spread. And so yeah. it was just convincing a few of them to actually go and try it. And then we saw, you, know, you kind of see more people trying it and having more fun and getting out of the apartment. So I'd like to say I host that as well.
0: <laughs> no, I like that. And I think I want to talk about a guy named Jay. Okay, talking yeah. about how just need to try it, Okay, right? And again, this is going more into missionary work, but I think it still applies to what we're okay. talking about. <laughs> I Obviously, I talk about faith a lot, but um, Jay was a student at HBS, same thing, and he was not a member. And all he did was come hang out and like watch, I think we were watching Lost at the time, with of LDS people, and I was on the playground. He had gotten back from his internship, and I'm swinging on the playground where I spent a lot of time, like I say. And I said, Jay, how was your summer? And he said, oh, Laura, it was amazing. I said, well, what what did you do? And he said, I did what you, and it, he hadn't. He didn't say it right, but he said, I, I did what you Mormons do. And I'm like, what, <laughs> baptize the dead? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> so sorry, I didn't say that. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's a reverend joke <laughs> or not, but I didn't say that, but I said, what did you do? And he said, I didn't drink anymore, and I did what you guys do, and wow. I built relationships, and I made connections. Cool. And so I go back again to kind of what you're saying is, and we if more people see people doing it, right? right? Like, okay, we're gonna do a group date or we're not even gonna do a date. We're just gonna gather together more because people aren't, maybe it's just dinner. It's maybe not just dinner. Maybe it is, if you're feeling frustrated by your dating life, I say, Become the host and the gatherer. Yeah, that's and, great. And Carter, kind of like you said, where you said, "Well, I don't like to plan. Mm-hmm. I have, I actually don't either. I have uh, sisters that are amazing event planners. Oh, my I wife overwhelm. is incredible. <laughs> at yeah. It. Yeah. and I want to be. So the... I'll pitch the idea, yeah. and
1: she'll execute like it. Just I'm the
0: content. I always say, I'm the yeah. content. You, know, <laughs> you want a story? I'm there. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the other thing, what would be really cool, and if you're an introvert, right? Can introverts do this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think getting a friend. Like if you're like, hey, I want to to gather people more and I want to create more environments of building relationships, will you do it with me, you know, where you don't feel alone in it? I want you also to think about, you know those people that if they come to a party, you know it's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There is right there. There is right there. And those people that do like kind of they know how to lead the connection. So do you like, I want to ask you guys this because I have this thing where I actually hate Crowded parties. Oh yeah. Me too. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Why do you think you hate it?
1: Uh, because it defeats the purpose of connection, in my opinion. Yes.
2: It's so hard to meet people. Yeah. There's so many that you just kind of you step back Everybody, away from they, it.
1: The the clicks are too big for yeah. for anybody to actually get in. Yeah. All the positions are filled.
0: All the positions are filled. Yeah. Yeah. I am the same way. And because I'm such an extrovert, I feel more at home when a thousand people are looking at me.
2: Oh, yeah? I mean, what is, that's weird. When you're up on stage, right? Yeah, that's super weird, Yeah, and I like that in class, too. Yeah. I like them all. I like being in charge.
0: Yeah. I don't know why. It's like I become my true self when there's a thousand (laughs) people. Like, what's that, right? So I'm like, why don't I like big parties? Like, what's wrong with me? And it's exactly how you said. There's not this ability to have connection or deeper conversation. So I started an experiment. Uh Okay. You don't. I don't get out much, right? So, anytime I go to an event, I want it to be fulfilling. Right. And so I said, I'm going to try to change this for myself. I'm going to these events and these parties and there's people there that I really like, but I leave kind of I actually left feeling kind of down a lot of the time. I've done that many times. Yeah, like where you're being with people but you feel more lonely. Yeah. So, yeah. I said I think I'm going to try to change something about this and I love the art of conversation. I, I love it so much. I love to talk to people. and every, That's why when you invited me on a podcast, I'm like, come talk to me. That's, that's, really, that's what I'm really good at. Yeah. How did he know? That's my favorite thing. So I went to this party. It was actually with a friend who's a, a really good example of being the host. Her name's Jill Chappelle. She was a producer for Wolf Blitzer at CNN. And wow. she's one of those people that if she's at the party, you're going to have a wonderful time. Wow. So she hosts amazing events. So I knew I was coming to that. And... So I ended up saying I'm going to do is I'm going to pick one person that I don't know, and I'm going to ask them really deep, introspective questions, questions that allow people to get into that deep, interesting, compelling conversation, which so I sat down with this woman. I just started to talk to her and I just said, "Okay, I want to know what you're doing. She's like, I'm working on this. and we started into this intense about life purpose and dreams and where are you going <laughs> and what's you know what I mean and like we I just was really feeling this this really you know fulfilling experience right the party kind of stopped you guys and people just started to swarm really right? yeah and oh. they were like what are you guys talking about I'm like, i don't even know but i like it i'm crying <laughs> guys over here we found out our life purpose you know and i thought okay but i came in kind of proactively um wanting to do that so there's this amazing book called I, mean, I want to get it right because if you look at it ooh, i'm not gonna be able to find it here sorry It's about building friendships and relationships, and I can't find it. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll find it later. But it's The Art of Influencing People and Friends. Right. Oh,
1: How to Win Friends and
0: Influence People? Thank you. By Dale Dale Carnegie. Carnegie. Thank you.
2: Everyone should read that. It's an old book, but everyone should read that.
0: Thank you. I'm so glad you guys knew the title. Um, So that book and I think, like, if again, if I was talking to a friend who's like, I'm frustrated with dating culture, I'd say, go read that book.
2: Oh, absolutely. And
0: become that person. Mm-hmm. If you become the person who knows how to build connection, you, it will be a huge asset in your life to, a, a, for dating, but for everything, right, but especially right. dating.
2: Especially dating.
0: So I want to switch that with the art of conversation, kind of talk about what we were talking about earlier about the side-by-side play. So if you have that ability to pull someone out of themselves and to go deeper and to you know have that skill set what you'll find is they everyone knows how to do it they just need permission to do it. 100%. Yeah. So like I think we had put a lot of pressure on boys. I think we have this yeah. need, you know, I don't know, we have the girls want the guy to come in with no fear and ask him out and take initiative. And I look at now that I'm raising boys and I'm like they're little too. <laughs> <laughs> they're oh, vulnerable. Boys. Like and and boys are far more sensitive and emotional than I ever thought they were right. either. Right. Right. Because like g-
2: yes, we are. No, yeah. We really are. Are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you really are. Like. And I, you don't know that. Like, when I was 21 and I'm meeting guys, you're mis- there's a mysteriousness like with, to a boy. Not all of them. Maybe not everyone felt this way. And, <laughs> um, but th- there's there, There's a difference. Yeah. And you feel that difference. And there's this mysteriousness. And you think of the bravery or the protection that sometimes, you know, kind of, it's these biological instincts. Yeah, and yeah. They are there, Right, right. right. Um, I think that's true. And I think boys are awesome, but I think sometimes we put too much pressure on them because it's actually very intimidating to go up to a girl and say, Oh yeah, let's go out for dinner. Right. And, and what can you do as a girl to kind of make them feel more comfortable? And I go back to the conversation piece that if you can make connections and I believe boys can do this right back at girls too. Right. And I'm putting a lot on the girls, but, but, uh, I think they have a lot of ability with this but I think I know boys that know how to do this and it's a huge tool for them mm-hmm. but if you can basically make someone feel like wow I really want to get to know you right am really important. interested mm-hmm. yeah and I thought about this because I thought if you got this skill Carter if you're like I you don't seem like an introvert but let's pretend you are okay yeah, <laughs> you not. do stand-up He's not. comedy She's not. <laughs> <laughs> not an introvert at all but if you're talking to someone who's an introvert and you say like okay you're going to go learn how to Be a conversationalist, how to connect with people, how to be the person at the party that's bringing everyone into this connection and building relationship dynamic that we're kind of going for. I really believe that you might meet someone who has no ability to do that, right? Right. But who's awesome.
2: Oh, absolutely. Who's
0: awesome. Like some of the more quiet less ostentatious. Not that there's anything wrong with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. People
0: are incredible because what are you really looking for in a partner? You're looking for someone with great character. You're looking for someone who has depth. Right. And so if you're the person that brings that, you might find a gem that nobody else can see because that person doesn't have that skill yet, right? right? It doesn't mean they wouldn't be an amazing partner, right? Because right? Mm-hmm. there's a, you know, anyway, so that's just something I thought about. Well, and I would
2: tell, I would tell girls that you have to really try to take, to pull that out of the boys. Because there's a lot of boys, again, in our culture here that are very quiet, very shy, that don't really know what to do. And it, the the girls can do that rather easily, is to pull that out of them. And once they get them talking, the boys are more than happy to start sharing. But yeah. they just don't know how to take that that first move. And And one of the things that I've always said about our podcast is that it's just dinner. The dinner part really isn't that important. What's important is sitting down and talking. Yeah. And mm-hmm. learning to communicate with each other. And, and you're right, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah. And the better you get at it. Yeah. And that's really key to this whole thing is to, to be able to talk and communicate with each other.
1: Totally. You brought up a lot of really good points about connection. Are you familiar with Brene Brown's work at Absolutely. all? Absolutely. Okay, she's amazing, I've right? I've read everything. Yeah. I can, she's I so from my experiences personally, I found that the things that have best helped me foster connection with other people have literally just been questions. That oh, last yeah. people, yeah. in your experience, do you find that that is a good way for a group to find connection?
0: A hundred percent. Okay. Well, you
2: would just saying that's the yep. lady at the party.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think I also I, I absolutely, and I think when you te- when I teach, when you see really good teachers, right? We you, Elder Irene calls them converting questions, and this is a different. Ooh yeah but i'll sit when i'm teaching a class i'll spend hours on my questions how am i going to ask this question to cause them to go deep so the, right so they right. can that's
1: it 100%, right percent yes right.
0: so in conversation i think it wouldn't be a problem i think it would be a great idea if you're trying to learn how to be a really good conversationalist to so sit down and practice questions like just good questions just yeah. fun questions questions, questions fun questions fun yeah that, that yeah. they
2: will enjoy answering and then you get a you can and bob always says you ask a question then you ask two follow-up questions yeah. to their answer yeah. But then, if they're fun questions, you can really get a fun conversation yeah. going.
1: There, I call them waiting line questions. Oh, it's when you're like in line for oh, like that's a their... line. at we'll say like Disneyland or food or something else, right? And it's like you got 30 minutes to kill. Yeah, might as well ask them something meaningful. Oh, well, that's and a great idea. It starts a conversation that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah.
0: I, yeah. You're exactly right, Carter. A plus. He's your he's, student. He's you good. taught him well. Yeah. I taught him well. You taught him well. I think
2: everything I... he knows, he learned from me. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that a lot. I think asking those deep questions. I think the other thing I kind of noticed is you want to listen. You want to yeah. ask the follow-up questions. I, I And that's a huge piece. That's something I've had to work on. I'm totally an interrupter. <laughs> it's obnoxious, right? Really listen and yeah. really hear people. Um, but I also think there's a piece of sharing your own vulnerability. Yes. And there's a balance to it, right? right. Like You don't want to overshare. You don't want to... right. But what I find is if I share a little bit of myself, then someone else feels safe to share theirs. Right. Totally. Right. right. Like, Brown. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The art of vulnerability. Yeah. And, and yeah, but I think, I think that can be hard. And I, and I think there's a balance there too, because you don't want to overshare. Right. 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 And that is something you can kind of grow to.
2: Especially on a first date, you don't want to overshare. Yeah. Because <laughs> that gets scary. And so.
0: You want to be like, well, let me tell you the scariest yeah. thing that's ever happened to me and you're going to know that I really like it. We have you. a
2: lot of really bad date stories <laughs> that start with, uh, hey, come over and meet my parents
0: <laughs> <I know. laughs> on a first date. Well, and I think one way to kind of avoid that, because is like you were saying questions. If your questions are more approachable, especially on a first date, where you know it's going to help create a really fun conversation, you want to avoid certain topics. You don't, yeah. you don't want to talk... I don't. I there's a show and I don't even want to say it because I kind of hate it and I don't watch it anymore. But there's a show where there's roses, and there. Oh yeah, we're not familiar yep. with it's that It's a show terrible. show. I've heard about that show. Yeah, it's a terrible show. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. I don't think it's conducive to a happier conversation. Absolutely not. Show. But on, it's entertaining. It's but entertaining. It. But you can <laughs> see if you've seen any of it, you always see the girls talking to the guy. And yeah. you see what what are the girls, what, are, what, what girls win after those conversations. And it's never the girl who's talking about the other girls. Right. I don't like Tina. She yelled right. at me. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> right. never yeah. her. That's a good point. It's never the girl who's talking about her insecurities. It's never her. She's like, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like you love me. I'm like, girl, you went on a dating show with 20 women and you're feeling insecure. You're oh, mad he's you're not alive. giving you attention. No, this is not where you belong. Right. Like that girl who's like, I don't like, do you like me? And it's like, I don't, you don't. You not know, anymore. Not anymore. Right. It's never that girl. Right. Like you could like, honestly, like if you did, don't. Yeah. If you did want to watch a, a human one. experiment of what works in conversation. That's a good point. A really good point. Right? <laughs> like, no one wants that girl. And then and it's always the girl that is just totally engaged with him. Who says, like, oh, I'm having so much fun. Right. It's focused right. on the moment. Focused on the present. Have you ever hmm. talked to someone that um, is kind of looking to see who else is oh, cooler coming so into So
2: irritating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that happens at, at business schools a lot yeah because there's always like there's a little bit of if somebody more important you, might be around yeah, here like somewhere yeah. is there like a famous guy, yeah. you know a rich guy oh, it's, right it's, yeah. it's
2: a terrible thing to do on a date it's a, yeah i mean and, and you all have dates like that where they're looking around looking for something better in the room and so it's a horrible way to treat someone
0: yeah it's actually yeah it's actually a really mean thing to do and i would say even if you're not on a date like say you're doing this event carter you've gathered these people together Always make that individual that you're talking to the most important individual. One hundred percent. Now, River, I don't, yeah. I don't want to typecast guys here, but I kind of want to a little bit. <laughs> well, go for it. We'll, guys we'll it love to yeah. feel listened to. Yeah. And they, oh yeah. They love to say, feel important. Well, we like to brag. People, yeah. We like
1: to brag I would say a little. People like feeling listened. People to. do yeah. too. Yeah. But I
0: would say more, more guys. I love, yeah. Like they just love it if someone's like, "Wow, that was a good That's idea." A you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you think about your boys that have that proud face. Hey, yeah. mom, did you see me kick the ball? I saw you kick the ball. You did so yeah. well. You, it was did, so good. Great. you <laughs> did good. You did good. Girls are that way too, but I think, I think, uh, yeah, everyone's that way. Yeah, so yeah. I think, I think, we're really, anyone you're talking to, even if, because w- the thing that's interesting is everyone's always watching everybody, right? So if I'm watching someone, and they're engaged and kind to everyone they talk to. The girl you like might be paying attention to that.
2: That's true. Or
0: the guy you like right. might right. be paying attention to that. Absolutely. So I kinda wanna when in that vein. Yeah, yeah. When you talk about being the host or the leader or the light, I think it makes you super attractive to the opposite mm. sex. Girl or a boy.
2: There you go. There's the big piece of advice today. <laughs> there you go. Host you an event, away. you become the attractive one. Sophia? Ready to do an event?
0: Um. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll work on it. Yeah, so that's a really great idea. I do like what you said about that. And I've,
0: I feel like I've experienced that from like a watching perspective. I went to a lot of like bigger parties in high school and there was one person that and he hadn't grown up in the United States or even like with other people. His family like took like a boating trip while he was growing up. So he didn't grow up like around a lot of people. And he always would talk to one person and then just ask them really deep questions. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And he's not someone that I would ever like that I paid attention to before, but when he did that, I'm realizing now that I was like, wow, that's really cool. It's a really cool person. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's a good point. I really like that. Yeah, because you're seeing how they treat people. Right. And you're seeing, I think the other thing, if you're trying to attract somebody, you're trying to, you want someone to, you know, you being your best self, like we go back to that. And and so when you see people be kind or aware of others or helping build, you know, doing things that, that... you are attracted to them. You're yeah. like, oh, wow, now, like that. Is
2: this is this kind of a flirting technique too?
0: Well, let's talk about flirting. Okay, that's like a. I mean, it, it is. Because what it
2: sounds like is that we're flirting a little bit while we're doing this.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I kind of shared before we started the podcast that I, I was a huge flirt. Yeah, <laughs> I was a huge flirt. Um, I got teased a little bit, but I love to flirt. And when once I got married, I took it very seriously because I had been told that I was such a big flirt, I was like, okay, like, gotta tone it down. I got
1: really, <laughs> to be
0: really it. aware of this because yeah. I've been told that I'm very flirtatious. So I became very aware of it. And what I realized was I am not actually that, I just really love people. Right. And so as soon as I took away, I was just like, I really love to talk to people, get to know people. And, but I think the flirting is, is so fun. And I think like, I love the title of your podcast. I told you that it's just dinner. I want to say it's just flirting.
2: It is just flirting. <laughs> That's just all it flirting. is.
0: Like, have more fun. And flirting can be this way to open that door. Like we're saying is like, and I, and boys doing it is awesome. Like my husband always winks, just this little wink. (laughs) And I love it. Right. He still does it to me. We're just this little wink. And I'm like, okay, whatever you want. You're so cute. You know? Right. And so I think flirting can go both ways too. Right.
2: We had a guest a while back that said, you've been just glancing at someone and getting eye contact from across the room. Yeah, and you know, just kind of looking at them deep—that's kind of a flirt, and they—they they really respond to that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I think the other thing I used to do is I used to always, people I liked, I'd invite them to a place where I look good. Like where ah. I shine. So Divine Comedy. Another great piece of smart. Divine Comedy. <laughs> Another smart piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say, like, hey, you want a free show to Divine Comedy? You know <laughs> what I mean? And like come like come see me in my come element. Come see me do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I did comedy, which is very performing, but I think you can do that in anything. Like yeah. if you're really good at science and you're about to win in a competition or like yeah something where you where your strengths if you're a skateboarder oh, that's so
2: smart I like that's that. so smart
0: right if you're a skier like carter you're a really good skier yeah. like i think that's very attractive to see someone be really good at something right. like that or right like, so where you where you kind of can shine i also think like say you are more shy say you're a guy who's more shy or a girl when you're in your element yes and you're in something that you feel more comfortable at you're going to have You're just going to feel more comfortable. Absolutely. And that's, yeah,
2: that's such a great piece of advice. Yeah. So when you go do something, go do something that you feel confident in. And then also that confidence makes you look more attractive. Yeah. Yeah. And so. No,
1: sorry. I'm going to finish your thought. Um, How would you define flirting?
0: Me? Yeah. Well, it almost goes back. I didn't make, realize I was making this connection, but I kind of go back to even the (laughs) art of conversation. Yeah. I think for me, a lot of flirting is engagement. It means I mean I do there's also just like so i taking an interest I did a lot of flipping of the hair. Like for me I was like, that always was your move? Oh yeah. Like I, I, That's I think hilarious. I, a lot of a lot of that. Did you all catch that on a, video a, a there? A lot so. of flipping of the hair. A lot of really trying to like, and I think the other thing I would do, kind of what you were saying, like body language is huge. Like, if you, you know, there's, there's like leaning, leaning in, leaning in. Oh yeah, yeah. I was a dancer. Feet facing, somebody? feet that's facing, a thing? turning your body towards them, yeah. giving eye, them the eye, eye contact. contact. Yeah. yeah,
1: mirroring facial
2: expressions.
0: And it, it, yes. and it's funny thing.
2: because not when you say flirting, that's not what people think no. about. What do they think of? They think of like you know the kind they think of the like one-liners or like pick one-liners up lines, or you know it, which aren't good. Yeah, no, that's and not it's it is all these. Things. It's so simple to flirt, Yeah. or it does have some negative connotations with it. But it is things like eye contact, facing the person, mm-hmm. you know, engaging with them, treating them as they're as if they're important.
0: Yeah, and so, laughing at their jokes.
2: And laughing <laughs> at their jokes, absolutely, what? even if it's a pity laugh.
0: Well, we would do Divine Comedy tryouts, and I was in it during the years. Do you guys know who Brandon Mola is? Yeah. He wrote Fable Haven. Those are Where, my years. And he, he was in Divine Comedy. Yeah. He, That's fun. Him and we, him.
2: we also know Will Rubio.
0: Oh, he, I was also And in, Will,
2: Will graduated in our program. That's how we know Will. Okay.
0: So. Will actually just visited me in DC. Very cool. Yeah. Two weeks ago. We had a blast. But Will, yeah, Will is actually a great flirt. He really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he's good at that. And so we need to get Will on this show to come teach us. (laughs) I should.
2: He's right right here. Yeah, Will's great. I'm glad you told me that. I'll invite him to come over.
0: Well, during those years, we do a Divine Comedy audition. And sometimes Mike, not Brandon and not Will, they would, we'd have people come up, 100 different people auditioning. And and it's very scary to do that.
1: Yeah, 100%. And nobody
0: would laugh, except for me, who I have this obnoxious (laughs) laugh. You ready for my laugh? It's obnoxious (laughs) laugh. I can do it on cue because I had to because I was the only one who would it do it. Bad. I felt so bad. I've done it before too. You know what no. I mean? We no. were like, oh, so scary. <laughs> all right. You and and what I did find though, one, it's kind, but yeah. two, oftentimes if I did laugh, the people actually became funnier because like right. they oh. like even if they were kind of bombing, that's interesting. They became a little funnier because wow. they kind of went. Okay, Okay. like leaning, yeah, like they kind of leaned into it. I think that's true. Also, when you're flirting with someone, right? Like if if you can sense that somebody's feeling uncomfortable, or if maybe you're dealing with someone who's more shy, then laugh and engage and lean and all of those things. And and I think even if it is just in or it never goes anywhere, you'll also just feel more fulfilled from that. Absolutely.
2: Now, what about the touch? Because we we had Tammy Hill on the podcast. She's very well known here at BYU, and she talked about the appropriate touch. (laughs) Is that part of flirting as well? Because she talked about the the shoulder touch or the elbow touch and and how that engages someone in flirting. And I've I've always thought that's part of flirting. I told you before, the girl touches the elbow and it sends a shockwave. (laughs) <laughs> through the boy i mean it's like all of a sudden they wake up and notice this girl just because oh that's such a you know oh that's so funny and they just reach out and do a little touch on the elbow
0: oh i'd love that i think i think i'm a hugger i think i'm not i was a dancer so i don't have a lot of i'm okay with hug i, I, I don't know <laughs> i get in people's personal space <laughs> but i've noticed that about myself but um <clears throat> Absolutely, and I think being—I think that it—it it makes people feel safe with you, right? Yeah, like, I right. like let's be like the French people and kiss on either side <laughs> of the cheek. I mean, I don't even know if that happens anymore. But do you know? I, I think there is something inviting. There is yeah. some—it's like the right word for it is its warmth. Right. People can say kind of like you are saying is flirting, is—is is flirting always have to be some sort of sexy thing, right? Right. Which where is you where fe- it gets a bad reputation, yeah. Not. I think
1: that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Is it's more just like yeah. I think what well, you even pitched it at the beginning is something like. It's like permission to welcome somebody. What was that? Yeah. You, said, you said it in a it's better like way. It's like
0: opening a door to let someone know yes. that you're, right. you're happy right. to be there. I you want to be there with that. them. Yeah. Well, and flirting in and of itself, like, cause it's fun. Like, it's supposed it to fun. be silly. Yeah. Right? It it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be silly. It's
1: In its own way, it's riffing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which is like the best part of anything comedic yeah. is just the
0: oh, what if Squidward was on the moon, you
1: know, or whatever. You know. Yeah,
0: well, let's talk about that because yeah. a lot of flirting is teasing. It oh. is teasing like a little or bit joking, of joking or yeah. joking around. Yeah. Right, right. yeah, so I actually think everyone would benefit from going to an improv comedy class. That's so true. It's like so general, just a good skill to have. Yeah. it's a powerful skill, and with improv, it's a lot like dancing if you have a dance partner because improv is all about your partner or your Mm -hmm. teammates. And so unlike any other, like when I did sketch, you you have that interaction. Stand up, it's really you. You're interacting with your audience, you're feeling their energy. But improv, it's like playing ball back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're, and the people that aren't good listeners or the people that are too self, absorbed. <laughs> they don't do well with improv, right? Yeah. But that's okay cuz we can all learn and grow. Right. So I think with like you're saying like with improv, I think of that with the teasing and the joking. But teasing can right. go wrong. <laughs> it can. It can yes. go wrong. So how yeah. do you tease in a way that it's not going to go wrong? I got um, I kind of asked that knowing the answer, but no, Carter,
2: yeah. That. That's a good question. I always tease and it goes wrong. <laughs> so
1: How can you tease without it going wrong? Um I guess I don't know. Just like trial and error. But like for me, I feel like it's like you can't you can't make fun of something. Right. Well, okay. so my philosophy in general is that mean humor is never redemptive. Right. Yeah, it's not. Because even if it's if even if it is funny, the damage that it does, even to just the one person does not redeem the laughs that you're getting back. Right. And the hard thing is that it's really easy and it's like self-defense humor. So. Trying not to do that is usually like the move. I don't know. No, you're, you're, you're <laughs> stepping away from the mean yeah, humor.
0: You're exactly right. And okay. I think, ah. yeah, you're right there. Because right. what I was going to say feel. is you tease about their strengths.
1: Oh yeah. You tease about
0: someone like, oh, you're just say. so tall. I mean, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, or but yeah. you tease not. You don't tease people about something you think they'd be insecurity. Never insecure about like. Yeah, that's a really good. Something point. where you look at someone. What kind of kind of joke about? You yeah. know, that's kind of a good thing about them. But I'm gonna kind of tease them about it. Like, yeah. Like, oh yeah. I don't know. I can't. I don't no, know. That's actually, t- you know what I mean? No, that's yeah. actually
1: no one hundred percent. Because I was even gonna add. um Something that was worked really well for me was just a genuine compliment and yeah. something that was usually different than just the stereotypical, and try to not make it inherently physical because then it's yeah. not creepy, yeah like, if you make it physical, it's creepy yeah. you got to do it about something else about that person I that like you that notice. too,
0: I like that too because again yeah. you're adding depth and you're yeah. Adding connection, yeah yeah, and but, it's about
1: them as a person, yeah. not about how they appear,
0: yeah,
1: you know like Carter you
2: one thing that. I remember you talking about with stand-up is being willing to make fun of yourself. Oh, one hundred percent. You got to. And I think that's I think that's good on a date too. So if you do something, then laugh at yourself or make fun of yourself, because then it gives the other person permission to to laugh as well.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just a good practice because the only person who's entitled to make fun of you is you. Is you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so like, and you gotta do it. You can't take yourself too seriously. You know, you're not like owed some sort of status above anybody else. You gotta be willing to make fun of yourself. Well, you know? some
0: of the most powerful people that I've, like if you're going to a talk or uh, that are great leaders, yeah. they're very humble.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They're they're
0: very humble and they are self deprecating. Yeah. Like and, and it and it's beautiful to see, yeah. them, right? And so I told you my a talk I'm really loving is how to laugh in the face of the fail, of failure. Right. right? Yes, and, right. And, to hear about and, that. And, and and laughing at yourself and And I think it goes back to how you were talking about vulnerability. And so we're all connecting, like the teasing is building people up and the self-deprecating is offering vulnerability to people. And it all comes back to kind of this full circle thing is how can we each in this culture become leaders in creating a more interconnected community Mm -hmm. and helping BYU be a place where you're building relationships. And I keep seeing your sign of, it's just dinner. (laughs) If you are so intimidated, Friendships lead to relationships. Yes, and you can say if you're like, oh, I'm not there that I want it to be a group date. Like I'm too shy or I'm too, then even just start and I'm gonna start helping my community, my ward, my class, build relationships That's together. That's good. That's good. And and that oh you know can take some of the intimidation. But I also don't think you should be afraid if you if you're ready to make it be about re- more than that. Right. You know, and to grow to like, hey, we are gonna go on a triple date, and I want you all to ask someone. You know, I want, you know, right. So,
1: yeah,
2: I always say that uh, dating is a happy consequence of just going out to dinner. (laughs) So if you want to, you know, you got to get a little out of your comfort zone, go and talk to someone, meet someone, be a little vulnerable, flirt a little bit. And, you know, who knows, it might turn into a date. It might turn into a relationship. Who knows? Yeah. Right. And that's kind of the fun part, right? You just never know. And so you kind of get to play the game a little bit and see if it works out so yeah it's what makes dating so fun that's why i get i get so worried that people aren't doing it because it's so fun and you're here at college you're you're you know you're in your 20s that's the time when you should be having fun doing this yeah and experimenting with uh, what works and what doesn't work
0: yeah totally yeah and i think if you're not able to really meet people and and as many you want to meet as many people as you possibly can and i always say to when i'm on like a panel for young women i always say you oftentimes are attra- you oftentimes are attracted to people that are terrible husbands <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious and that's I, actually I kinda, so funny i kind of <laughs> think i, I seem like i'm getting off topic but here's what i mean by that is yeah. you want the guy that ignores you or oh, the yeah. guy who's the bad boy the bad boy or, No, and that's like a terrible husband. That's not who you want to be married to. You want to be married to the nerd. You want to be married to the softy. You want to be married to the kind soul, right, of great character. And so, again, like you're saying, like by meeting people and becoming deeply interested in people, that's the only way you're going to find that diamond. It's
2: so so funny you say that because I have a theory here at BYU. It's called the 80-20 rule. Okay. The 80-20 theory, and that is that 80% of the... Boys want to date want to date twenty percent of the girls, and it's exactly what, what you're so. saying. Those aren't the right girls for you. Yeah. The eighty percent are the good ones, and I would say the same thing is true for girls. Eighty percent of the girls yeah. want to date twenty percent of the boys, and it's exactly what you're saying. That those may not make the best relationships, you know. But look look at those other people and how wonderful
0: they are. Yeah, you see people. I saw I've seen people who have gotten married. And I thought, wow, they did it. They are gonna have a way better life yeah, because they found someone with great character, right. with a testimony, with depth and with kindness, right? And like you're saying, like if it's based off of physical attributes, mostly if you're right. doing it on social right. media, like you're gonna miss someone who's wonderful, who's absolutely oh. wonderful.
2: Yeah, they miss those in their own wards and classes too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they're looking for that 20%. You're, yeah.
0: Well, and the, the truth is, I always found, like, there would be a guy who'd ask me out, and maybe he was very attractive, and then if he wasn't, didn't have a good personality, I did not have fun. Yeah. And there was another guy that, first, I maybe didn't notice, and then as yeah. soon as I talked <laughs> to him, he was really attractive. Right, right. right? Yes. Like, it's
2: amazing how that works.
0: Yeah. And I, I, so I wrote a song in Divine Comedy about dating <laughs> called Wishing and Hoping, and I thought about it on the drive over here, and it was like, wishing and hoping and praying and fasting pleading and planning. His Nigmas will start, but won't get you into his heart. So it goes into this whole song That's so about funny. it's like fake and bake just for him. Go to the gym. It's horrible. Is it
2: recorded somewhere? It is. I would it's love on to play website. that on the, you can on play it. the podcast That's <laughs> It's
0: horrible. Like it's all about like lose some weight. I mean it's horrible. That's like, really funny. So back then, and this was a while ago, I was making fun of like, okay, it's all about physical appearance. Like right. uh, you don't want to be smart. Like I, and at the end I start talking about stalking him and trapping him <laughs> and tricking him, and I get like crazier and crazier. But I listened to those words, and 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 it was me mocking because I was at BYU. Like, oh, well, everyone just cares about physical appearance, and everyone—it's just not true. It's just simply, not. It's right. simply not true. Yeah, like,
1: that might be the hook, but yeah. they will not stay. No,
2: they will no. not stay. They will not and stay. And that, and that's what's so important about what we talk on the podcast is sit down, talk to someone, get to know them. Yeah. And if the worst thing that could happen is that you could have make a friend. Yeah. And yeah. And have pizza.
0: Yep.
1: I had two thoughts I wanted to run by you guys. You can tell me if these are bad, but my move just in connecting or in networking or befriending people, or even when I was, you know, first like trying to find my spouse um, was the inside joke. That was my move. So yeah, so my move was like- Explain this for our listeners. When we hang out during like the hangout or whatever, whenever like I'd first meet them or whatever, if there was some sort of good interaction, because I'm just doing bit mode constantly. I'm just yeah. constantly <laughs> trying to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always just trying new stuff. So um one particular one that would land, you know, during the night, then when I'd reach out to them afterwards, I would do some sort of callback uh-huh. to that inside joke that we uh-huh. shared. And it felt like it fostered a connection more so than anything else I could have done. And you didn't even have to work that hard to do it. You just casually, offhandedly mention it. And then they remember, oh, I was connected to this person and they were funny.
0: Yeah.
1: And like it's it works in networking so, and it works in dating.
2: So if someone tries that, do they call it a Carter?
0: No, did, it's just the Did you do joke. a Carter? Like, can't, even, I can't <laughs> even name it, right? It's not even... <laughs> I no. wish. I <laughs> yeah, you feel like you have this special thing, just the two. Of Does you. that is that oh, legitimate? I, love it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I love I, it too. Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought of it and yeah. I love it. Yeah. The, yeah. the
1: inside joke works really well, yeah. I feel like. And then um the second one, and this you guys can shoot me down on. I but I feel like for dudes there's been this like meme that has been circulating that makes me laugh really hard. They're talking about like what are girls' expectations for for um, men and what are like men's expectations for women. And it's like for the women it's like six foot tall and make six yeah. figures. And then for the for the dude it's like someone who will compliment me.
0: <laughs> That's, <laughs> just so true. Once. That's just it. I just oh need goodness. one compliment. Oh my god. And it's like to that
1: I man it's like what does it take for you to get interested in a woman? It's like they compliment like, me one time. Yeah one that's single a, time and, and that's a opening interested. the door and that's, a flirt. <laughs> and that's
0: that that a, flirt. a flirt.
1: Yeah. That's the opening the door. That's so. the opening
0: the door. Wow. That, I, that made me laugh. I, I, I have
2: one last question for you. Yeah. If you could provide one piece of what, I mean, all the amazing things you've said, but if you could one piece of advice you could give our young, young adults, what would you tell them about their relationships, about their faith, about dating? What would you tell them?
0: Well, I'm going to get deep on this one. Yeah, please so, do. Okay. I mean, the reality is your most powerful tool is your relationship with your Savior and with Heavenly Father. And I think they say, well, what does that to do with dating? It <laughs> has everything to do with yeah, dating. Yeah, absolutely. It has everything. And something that I, I don't think we speak about enough with the Holy Ghost is that the Holy Ghost is the great truth teller. Mm. And the Holy Ghost will never lie to you. Right. And sometimes the Holy Ghost will tell you things that are hard about yourself, yeah, absolutely, or about things you need to change. What's interesting about that is it's always done in a loving way but it's very truthful. And so I would say going to your Heavenly Father and really pleading with Him to help you know what you could do to work on yourself because what lies in your power is to be your very best self. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And to become your very best self. There's this idea that I always felt uh, called the waiting room, and I think people really feel like this when they're single. They feel like they're in a waiting room and they're waiting. when I get married, right, then, right? Then. When I, you know, but you'll that's that's called ledge living. Right. And it happens even after you get married. Once we have kids, then. Once we make enough money, then. Yeah. Right. And I would say, no matter where you are in your dating life, take ownership of your personal life, of your relationship with your savior of your goals and your ambitions, of your dreams, of who you want to become. And really, that is deeply attractive for men and women to yeah, meet absolutely. someone who like knows that. what who they are, cool. knows what they're going for, knows what they're doing. I have a brother-in-law who uh, didn't get married right away and he really, he always kept dating, but he really built his career. And then when he did, it added a lot to his family. Like, don't yeah. waste any of your time. If you're not married, that's okay. That's okay. Don't waste your time. Like one, something someone said to me after I got married is they said, oh, you're so lucky. You don't have to like figure your life out anymore. <laughs> they were so wrong. So
2: wrong. They were so
0: wrong. This, this talk I give, The Windy Path of a Covenant Woman, we're always trying to figure out our life. So focusing on your own individual self, your testimony, your personal growth, your own path. Man, and such good advice. Hope that's helpful. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's great. Can we find your talks anywhere? Is that on your website so, or
0: Yeah, I have my talks are laurawelch.com or I'm on Insta- Instagram Laura Evelyn Welch. Awesome. And I have a lot thirty different talks. Great. <laughs> <That's a lot laughs> right? No, it's awesome but, just, but um how to laugh in the face of failure, the windy path of a covenant woman, yeah, choosing were... your friends is right. choosing your destiny. They're amazing. Do, I've
2: know? read I've read through them. So Yeah.
0: So yeah, and I I st- yeah, so lots of different topics, but sometimes I'll go to a stake or a fireside and they'll need a new talk or something that's really So I also you love going to the archive. Yeah. Wow. What are you feeling that's right great. now? What do we need to talk <laughs> about? Standing in holy places, you cool. know. So I love talking about the gospel of Jesus wow. Christ. Wow. I thank you love so that.
2: much. I did yeah. I can't believe all this information that you just gave it's us. So good. Okay. Wow. If you it's great. if you yeah, yeah, wow, well, you're amazing. This is this is so much why I wanted you to come because I just loved everything on yeah. your